Amen. How many brought your Bible tonight? All right. If you do, uh, two places I want you to turn, Romans chapter 1 and 2 Corinthians 5. Romans 1, 2 Corinthians 5. If you don't have a Bible, you can look on with someone else, or you can look at the screen behind me and uh, use that as your Bible here tonight. That's why we do that for those who uh, are coming and, you know, that don't, haven't gotten the habit of and, and the practice of um, reading their own Bible yet. We, we pray that that changes uh, after you come for a little bit. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just love you tonight. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness toward us. Lord, we believe that you're at work in our lives, in our hearts, Lord, in our church. You're taking us up. You're taking us on. And thank you for that, Lord. Tonight, give us the word for the hour, the message for today, that we might be edified and lifted and walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God is good. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Say that out loud with me. The just shall live by faith. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Chapter 5, verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's say that together. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Say it again. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And from the New International Version, it says, for we live by faith, not by sight. And the NLT says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. As I've been praying over the last uh, little while concerning the subject, what we are to uh, talk to you about over the next number of weeks, um, the Lord dealt with me about talking to you about faith and about living by faith. And so we started last week with this new series called Living by Faith, and, uh, and I found that it's a highly beneficial way to live, okay? The flesh squirms, the flesh gets uncomfortable, but when a person is determined to live by faith, and when they learn what that really means, that it's not just the same as being a believer or being a saved person, being a Christian, there is a lifestyle. There is an approach to everything we do in life, and it can be and ought to be approached by faith. And this is the life that God desires. This is the life that if you and I really saw the fullness of it, we desire. And it's in the potential. It is a possibility for every single person in, that's under the sound of my voice tonight. You can live by faith. And watch this, when we get this down, when we understand these principles and purpose to live this way, it is the thing that is required or necessary to put us over the top in every trial, in every test and temptation and thing that comes against us. It is the key. In fact, I had a message years ago I called the key to everything. And when I studied the Word, I found out that was faith. Now, that's not the only subject of, 
of value, but faith unlocks the very vast resources of all that God has provided by grace. See, He can do anything and everything and has, but it doesn't benefit us at all unless we learn how to unlock this thing and enter in. And it takes belief, doesn't it? It takes a believing one. It takes a heart full of faith, and now all of a sudden the floodgates are open. Amen. What A person can pray and pray and cry out and get nothing. And someone else, and they can do it for years. And someone else can come along and just ask once, believing. And all of a sudden the resources of heaven are open to them. And others might look on and think, what in the world? How is... <laughs> Like uh, like some of the kids say these days, the teenagers say, seriously? <laughs> like, why is that working for them? Well, it's just a little unknown, well-covered subject, and the Bible says you got to believe something when you pray. And so we're talking about these things. Go over to John chapter 20. I better giddy up, otherwise I'll just intro all night talk around this thing and and we, we were we were sharing with you last week about the necessity of be living with an awareness of the unseen realm remember to walk by faith is a contrasting way of life to walking by sight i'm either walking by what i see and feel stuff in the physical realm that i can relate to or i'm walking by faith which means i don't see it Okay, and as simple as that might sound, that's one of the greatest challenges because we live in a physical body, we relate naturally to the physical world. But you and I are also a spiritual being, and therefore there, there is an inherent ability inside of us to relate to a spiritual world. You'll find that people are doing this and have done this through history, even outside the church. Even outside of the body of Christ, there are people that have learned to tap into spiritual realities. And if someone can do it without the Holy Spirit, if someone can live that life, and, and I don't mean it's glamorous, but if someone can tap into spiritual realities outside of the Word of God and outside of having a relationship with the Lord and being filled with the Spirit, then you and I absolutely ought to be doing way better. In John 20... This is real simple now, but I don't want you to shut me down because this is so uh, seemingly elementary here. But in John 20, after Jesus was raised from the dead, notice in verse 25, it said, The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And he said to, he said to them, Unless I see his hands and the print of his nails and put my finger into the print of the, into the, print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. You will what? I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. And he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. I, just a side thought, I think it's very interesting that this was after eight days. The Lord wasn't moved by, Oh, I better get down there and talk to Thomas right away. 
I mean, he's got some believing problems, and I'm going to go fix it for him. It's like, Thomas, figure it out, man. <laughs> but after eight days, the, Lord's do, the Lord does this. Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Can you see that's the word of the Lord? That's the will of God. Do not be unbelieving. Say, but I'm having trouble believing. Stop! This is, this is the Lord's word to you, just like Thomas. Do not be unbelieving. Be a believer. Be a believing one. And, and Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. And isn't, wasn't that the goal? Well, the Lord wanted him to believe, obviously. He showed up to him in a supernatural, spectacular way that not everybody gets. But he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus put a special emphasis and he said, there are people that have not seen what you've seen. They didn't put the finger in the hole in his hand. And they believe and he said, they are blessed. Well, what's the big deal about that, Lord? I mean, kind of isn't the end result, isn't that the goal? As long as we believe, why does it really matter? There is something that God highly values about believing something that is that we have no um, no physical or natural explanation for. Let me take that back. Don't you, I don't like the word explanation. We have no physical evidence for, or uh, there, there's no nothing in the physical realm that our senses can um, uh, relate to. I, I want to say this right. Uh, there is something about believing something that you can't see that makes us like God because that's the way He is. There is something of, of great value. It's the inner development of the, of the heart to approach life like God does, not being limited by physical sight. These things are of great value to the Lord when we are developed internally and not just physically. Everybody listening. Uh, nothing wrong with developing. I mean, there's, there are some benefits into, into developing your body, into working out and being healthy and strong, or developing your mind and being very disciplined mentally and, and educated. Education is a good thing. There are benefits to developing those parts of our being. But to develop in faith is of much greater value than any other thing you can ever uh, develop in, in life. To learn how to live the faith life and not be limited by sight is of tremendous value. Let's go to Hebrews 11. I have a number of scriptures. I hope you're okay. You okay with the Bible here? <laughs> more Bible verses we read the less you have to judge right because <laughs> we're told to judge and you know you got to judge what I say but it's in the word you're good to go Hebrews 11:1 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen everybody say not seen so this gives us, and again, the idea, we've got to have this, this um, understanding deeply rooted in our hearts that when I'm walking by faith, I'm not seeing stuff. The moment 
that I see something, my faith then is not necessary anymore. It's called, well, I believe it because I see it. Okay, good, I guess, but not impressive. That takes no special um, development or maturity to, to believe something that you see. But when I'm walking by faith, I'm walking by things I don't see. The Amplified Bible reads this way. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I like that. Perceiving as what? Real fact. We're not talking about something that's not there. We're talking about something that's not yet revealed to the physical senses. Do we understand that there's a lot more out there than what we can see? There's a lot more than what we can feel. Faith lays hold of the things in the unseen realm. In order for us to walk by faith, there must be unseen elements of our lives. What do you believe today that your physical senses cannot verify? What are you believing will happen? What are you expecting to happen in your life that you... uh, something that you have no natural guarantee to say that it's going to happen. When I say, understand the word natural guarantee. And I want you to think about this as, as, as I'm talking about it, because too often we get into a habit, and I'm not saying we don't do anything by faith, but we just kind of live in, we get into a mode of living by sight. What are you expecting to happen in your life in the near future and you have no physical reason no natural evidence to say this is going to happen I'm not talking about well I'm expecting God to bless me financially and you know I've got this I've got this uncle and he is very rich and he's close to death (laughs) I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you getting your inheritance from your uncle (laughs) know what I'm talking about I'm just saying you have a natural thing that you're attaching that to. Right? Or maybe it's a physical something that you're dealing with and battling in your body and you're, you, you have an expectation. I'm not, but I'm not talking about the situation, well, the doctors say that this thing usually goes into remission right about now or some natural thing. That's not walking by faith. I'm not saying that's wrong to be thankful for whatever they've told you, if it's a good report, that's just not the same. We're talking about expecting things that we have no natural um, reason to expect it. I don't know of anything, but I expect it anyway. I'm going to do this because I believe God wants me to do this, because His Word told me to do this. I have nothing else in life that that tells me that this is going to work. Do you have anything going on in your life that way? If not, get something. Oh, yeah. Let's start living out of the potential of whom God has called us to be. Faith children of a faith God. We believe and operate in the supernatural realm that nothing on this earth uh, can, can, can make happen. Nothing can uh, uh, you know, validate the, the stance we take or the statements that we make other than, thus saith the Lord. Those are the kind of people who do great things for God, who do great things in their life, 
who overcome the impossible, who, who, who deal with negative situations and circumstances, and they overcome. Come on now, the weak person caves constantly. Sometimes I've, I've had it in my heart where, you know, I was just kind of frustrated with the way things have gone in certain areas. And naturally, you just want to throw in the towel. I don't know if you've ever felt that way about anything. You just want to say, stuff this. <laughs> you know, hang that. But then it, you know, we always talk about the faithfulness of God. He's faithful. But sometimes I think it's good to ask ourselves the question to turn that around and say, can God count on me? I know I can count on Him. I know His Word is true. Can He count on me to handle things when the challenges come, when things get tough? Or does every time I face something challenging and I'm like, man, why do I have to deal with this? Does the Lord have to be up there going, oh, here He goes again. He's about to quit again. I'm about tired of listening to this. I'm going to just give it to someone else who can handle a little bit of hardship. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. That's bonus material. If you, <laughs> if you don't like it, I'll say something you like here shortly. I think. But this is the exciting life of faith. It's not boring. It'll make your flesh crawl. I'm living with no physical evidence that God's promise is going to come to pass in my life. It's solely His Word. I want to get into this for a moment. So much of what we do in life is not so much about if we believe, but it's about what we believe. All of us believe something at all times about everything that enters our head right we believe something if you're facing a challenge you believe something about that if we talk about the Lord we mention something about God we believe something about him but what we believe about him can make all the difference in the world it's not that we don't I mean the scripture does say 2 Thessalonians 3 is an example that not all men have faith but it doesn't mean that they don't have the potential or the ability to believe anything. Um, they're just believing the wrong things. And I want to make sure in my life that I use the faith that I have to believe the right things. Because if I, I can believe the wrong thing, that will harm me. I can believe the right thing, it will help me. I believe the wrong thing, uh, you know, it will harm others if I believe the right thing. It will help others. But every one of us believes something about God. And every aspect of our lives, the question is, do we believe correctly? Okay? One person believes in God, that He exists. Okay? That's a good thing. Another person believes that God loves me. That same God exists, that He loves me, and He would do anything in His power to help me. How many know that second person highly benefits from that belief? It's not like the first person is wrong. I believe in God. I believe that He's, he's there. Okay, good. That's not going to help a lot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little. Not going to help a lot. 
But if I believe something about him that's true pertaining to me, that will change my life. It will change the way I approach him, how I approach life, how I talk to you. Amen. And the more I can see about him that's true, it will alter my belief so I will believe correctly and therefore reap the benefits of correct believing. It's of tremendous value to believe right. All right. I know there's some out there these days that, well, you know, people believe anything. They just believe anything you want to believe. It doesn't really matter what you believe as long as you believe. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, the wrong belief can uh, really harm people. Okay, let's go over to the book of Genesis. Anybody know where Genesis is? That's the very first book in the Bible. Genesis, the book of beginnings, right? Genesis chapter 15 In verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham, you know, and that, that basically means I am your exceedingly great reward. That has to do with, um, with, the, with the Lord being his provider, his, uh, the Amplified said, said, I'm your abundant compensation. I, I, I'm, I'm your reward. I'm going to take care of you. All right. Uh, but Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. This is the most important thing. He said, seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of, of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring Indeed, one born in my own house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord. Notice that language. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Now, my question is, what did he believe in the Lord? It is, it is not enough for me to just believe in the Lord, period, that he exists, that he's there. I must move beyond, I believe in the Lord, that he's there, obviously he already believed in the Lord. He's having a conversation with the Lord. You don't talk to someone you don't think is there. So he already believed the Lord was there, that he was in existence, he was having a conversation with him. But what does this mean? He believed in the Lord, and because of that belief, righteousness was imputed to him. In other words, God said, you are right with me now. Because you believed, you are right with me. Everything's good. Well, here's what he believed. He believed what God said to him. God said, look, man, can you count the stars? 
This is coming from your. This is coming from you, man. These are your kids. You are going to be a father. You're going to be the father of many nations. I'm going to multiply your descendants. The Lord told him that. He said, I'm going to be your exceedingly great reward. Get ready to prosper. Get ready to be blessed. I'm giving you stuff, and I'm giving you kids. He said, I'm giving you stuff. And Abraham, you know, Abraham said, I want kids. All right, you're going to have kids. And when he believed what God said... God said, now you're right. Now you're on track. Now righteousness is imputed unto you. So how does that play out in our lives? I must attach my belief to something very specific. Not just, I believe in God. That's too elementary. We have to move beyond that. Okay? Someone said, well, do you, do, do you have faith? Well, what do you mean? course we have faith but it's not a matter of do i have faith or do i not have faith it's a matter of what do i believe because i could have faith in the wrong thing i could believe in i could believe in negative stuff and my faith will work it'll pull that stuff to me like a magnet everywhere i go my faith is working and i'm drawing problems i don't know that might sound funny but listen uh some of you may have lived maybe you are that way Maybe you have been that way. I used to be that way a lot more than I am that way now. Now I, I, my magnet's turned around. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I repel problems. Why? I'm believing correctly. I'm growing in this myself, getting more fine-tuned myself. But I need to believe correct about the Lord, about what He has said. When I believe that, His provision, His power, His ability, His promises and love, all these things are attracted to me because I believe accurately about what he said. But if I don't know what he said specifically, I don't have anything to attach my faith to. It's just, I have faith, and it's just kind of out there. I just believe. What do you believe? Everything. (laughs) You know, that's the same as saying I believe nothing. If we don't identify specifically what we believe, we might as well believe nothing. Go over, go over back to Hebrews. Hebrews 11 again. I should have had you leave a finger there. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him because he who comes to God must believe that He is. So that's necessary, isn't it? I believe that God is. But notice the next word. Everybody say and. and. We must, not, not good idea, not recommended, must. If you're going to come to him, you must believe that he is and. So if I stop it, I just believe in God. He's not pleased. It doesn't work. I'm not going to benefit from just believing that. I must believe that He is and, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So I I must have an understanding of this. See, the vast majority of people believe that God exists, but that doesn't do them any good. Do you know a whole lot of people believe in the existence that God is and they don't benefit from that belief. 
they do. Listen, there are people in, in mental institutions that have lost their mind and lost their lives and their world as a result. I mean, they are in serious mental pro, uh, trouble, and they believe in God. You ask them, most of them do. They believe in God, and yet their life is so ravaged that they can't live amongst society because they're a danger to themselves or to others. And yet they believe in God. But you know what oftentimes is also true? Is what they believe about God is incorrect. So often they have a misshaped view and image of God. Sometimes it's that God's mad at them and oftentimes they live in great condemnation and fear of what God will do or many people believe they're going to hell and, and all this stuff and they're greatly tormented. They want God in their life but because they've been taught incorrectly about Him, they believe wrong about Him and therefore they're not drawn to a blessed life, to a good life. They live in fear and worry and anxiety and it's, and it's really affected them. A lot of people have been, have been told wrongly about God. And, and do they believe in God? Yeah, yeah. And they also believe that He killed their kid. They also believe that for some reason He's keeping them from getting a better job. They also believe that God for some reason, and they don't know why, but, 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 but God is the one who's causing their problems or who won't fix their problems or who won't do something and how many know that belief is crippling them? They, you can't draw close to someone like, uh, who, who, who you believe is against you or causing you all this harm and pain. But it's an incorrect belief about God. What must I believe? I know two things. I must believe He is and He does. He's an iser and a dozer. <laughs> Not only does he exist, he's there, he's for me. He, he does things for me. And the scripture said, if you want him to be pleased, it doesn't say you must believe that, man, he's a judger. Hmm? Now, I know God's the judge, and judgment day's coming. That's not how he relates to me. That's not what the Bible said he would be pleased about if I believe that he's going to get me for things I did wrong. no. That doesn't help me go close to him or him be pleased with me. But I must believe that he'll reward me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? That this is a requirement to have a relationship with him. To please him. I must believe that he hands out rewards. Oh, yeah. That's ne necessary. Makes me want to serve him. Makes me want to live for him. Man, you've got to meet this guy. Man, he is, and he does. He's not just a talker. He does stuff. What does he do? Good stuff. Well, sometimes he does bad stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. You got the wrong God. The God I know, the one I serve, he rewards me. Say, for what? For believing what he said. Believing what? Well, that he is. And what else? That he rewards. In other words, that's in relationship to his, he, the vast many 
precious promises that he's given us. He gives us the promise. We believe that it's true and that reward comes past, comes to pass whatever he said. Oh, yeah, you gotta, we've got to walk with this guy, this God. He's outstanding. He's amazing. And so we've got to be precise in our believing. Do you see how this can become very generic? We, we, we understand that when we pray, we must pray believing. We must pray in faith. But believing what? Someone said, well, when you pray, make sure you believe. Okay, I believe. Well, believe what? Everybody believes something when they pray. Some people believe, this is a long shot. <laughs> Some people believe, man, this might happen, it might happen, might not happen. Well, that's not the correct thing to believe. Hmm. There's always a right thing to believe, and there's a wrong thing to believe. You believe something coming into here in here tonight. It might have been right and it might have been wrong. So how can I know? Well, that's why we've got a book. Find out if our believing's right. We've got thus saith the Lord. And if I attach my believing to it, I'll start reaping the rewards of believing, of having a relationship with God. What do you believe that God has done for you? See, if we ask a lot of people this. Faith has been too genericized. Is that a word? It's, it's, been, it's too generic. Well, I have faith in what? What? Faith in God. Faith in God what? what? What did he do? You have faith that God did something? Or do you have faith that God is going to do something? What is that? Can you answer? For your, for your life, specifically. Now, if we thought about it, we'd all say, I have faith that yeah, he provided Jesus to die on the cross for me, for my sins. Good. That's accurate and that's correct. You believe that, you'll, be, you'll go to heaven. Right? It'll produce salvation in your life. But what do you believe about God going forward? What do you believe that He will do for you? Well, I'm just believing. <laughs> How's it going? I'm just believing. Well, of course you're a believer. <laughs> but what do you believe? Well, I believe. And then I guess another question would be, why do you believe that? We'll get into that later. Let's go to one more scripture. We'll finish up here tonight. Acts chapter 27. What do you believe that God has done and will do for you? Now, sometimes you ask a question like that, people will say, well, everything. That's the same as saying nothing. Right? We can't be so generic again. Say, well, God has done everything for me. No, what specifically? do you believe he's done for you or what specifically is he doing in your life right now <laughs> what do you believe is about to take place in the coming days of your life so that's a hard question i know but it's it's worth answering it's worth seeking it's worth praying about and and, and getting some answers from the lord because the Lord showed Abram. He said, this is what I'm going to do for you. Really? He said, yeah, go outside and look. The Lord helped him. Gave him a visual. He said, look at the stars. 
Abraham said, yeah, I believe that. And God said, you certainly do. You're righteous before me. It's worth finding out. Because I can just blah, 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 blah. I believe. I believe, I believe. Or we can, I believe, and finish the sentence. In, in, in Acts uh, 27, we won't read the whole context, just one verse here. Paul was on a ship. They, he was prisoner there, taking them to Rome. He was on a ship for a long time. This is an extended cruise. And uh, his room didn't have a window. <laughs> he missed the buffet every day. Uh, anyway, they were on the sea, a storm. They couldn't get out of this. And they, uh, you could re- read the whole story. It wasn't fun. But uh, basically, an angel showed up and told him that he's going to be okay. And he said, and everybody else on the ship, I'm going to give you them too. They're going to be okay. And the crew and those in charge were not happy campers. And uh, they're wanting to do certain things. Paul said, this is just a powerful statement. You can pull out of this. You can pull out of the context and apply to all situations. Verse 25, therefore take heart, men, for I believe God, period. Right? I'm a believer in God. No, I believe God that, I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. He had a thus saith the Lord that he could believe. Therefore, he said, take heart. In other words, cheer up. (laughs) In other words, take some comfort here. It's going to be all right. How many know when you can attach your believing to something God has specifically said, it will change your mood. It will change your demeanor. Your attitude will will be shifted. All of a sudden, everything's going to be all right. Well, why? Why are you okay? Why is everybody else in this world freaking out? Why is everybody else so negative, constantly complaining and griping about everything in life? And and there you are. Well, I believe God that it shall be just as it was told me. Amen. Well, the next question would be, what was it told you? (laughs) And that's something we've got to know. Amen. That's something we find out. It can be one of the whosoever wills, something that was told to all of us. I can say that was told to me. Or it can be something that the Lord has dealt with me specifically about. He's talked only to me. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. I like that. Can you think of anything for a moment? Think of something for a moment that God has told you. Whether it's a promise from the Scripture, which we all should do, something that you need, something that you you want, Something that maybe you've prayed and the Lord has dealt with you about. Draw it in your mind right now. Ready? Let's say what Paul said now. Because it's different for all of us. Let's say that last phrase together. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Say it again. Close your eyes. 
For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Say it again. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Say it again. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Amen. And if you've got thoughts that contradict that and you battle stuff, welcome to the human race. <laughs> welcome to planet Earth where our brain goes crazy sometimes. We have a thousand different thoughts. Combat it. Get the word in your mouth. Amen. And just like this, say it. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. And do that with something specific in your mind. Okay, a specific promise, a specific word from the Scripture that pertains to you. And you've got that in your mind and say, thank you, Lord. I believe God it shall be even as it was told me. And you know how the negative thing tends to replay? <laughs> tends to rewind and play again, rewind and play again? You can do that with this as well. I believe God it shall be even as it was told me. I believe, I know the CDs, you don't have to hear that now and all that, but, uh, but I believe God, it shall be even as it was told me. Let's not reduce faith just down to a believing prayer. It is living by the Word of God. It is doing what God has told us to do. Don't just do stuff. Act on the Word. Do things for a reason. Do things with expectation of great results and great fruit. Amen. Do nothing. Don't just go through the motions ever. Do what you do. Going to work with the family, coming to church. Do what you do for a reason. God is involved with this. I'm doing this because He said to do it. I'm doing this because He wants me to be blessed or wants to use me in some form or fashion. Do so with an expectation of supernatural influence upon your life. Not just... Here I go again. Wake up, get up, eat, sleep, shower, go to the bathroom, you know, do it again, go to work, come home, do that, you know, just kind of, no, 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 no. We live by faith. We live in touch with an unseen realm. We live with the potential of all that God has promised us. <laughs> we live with the resources of heaven available to us and so it causes us to live with great expectation that there'll never be a, a, a down day, a dull day no, I face every challenge with the word of God I face every challenge with believing uh, with believing in God's promise Amen Thank you Lord and so it's working isn't it yeah, your faith is always working we're just Directing it into the right way. Amen. Oh, next week's going to be even better than this. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we just love you. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you've said already, for what you're doing in our, in our lives, what you're doing in our hearts. Lord, you're doing great things in us. We believe it's true. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Lord, as our eyes are opened, we begin to see the potential of what you've called us to be. We see the potential of our lives being much greater than what we've experienced in the past. 
Lord, but we fix our gaze and our focus on you, what you've promised and what you said. We know it's true. And Lord, we believe not only that you are, but that you reward. <laughs> we believe not only that you're there, but Lord, that you hear us and respond to us and you answer our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness tonight. Thank you for your love. Oh, our belief in what you've said makes us right. Thank you, Lord, for all you've provided, for reaching down into the lives of every single person. We are coming up. We are coming out. We are going to, we're moving on from where we're at. Lord, we're doing it with a shout. <laughs> we're doing it with a song. We're doing it with praise in our mouths all day long. For you are faithful and you are true. And you'll do exactly what you said you'd do. Oh, we th we're so thankful, Lord. So thankful, Lord, for working in our lives today. What a good God you are. What a good, good God you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the thanks. Praise God.